5: Look
4: for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone.
1: The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who
0: believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on v
5: Good Friday morning, too. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by... Bet MGM Nevada, it is Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin in the house, producer number nine, so much more than a producer. Kelly, what a show today, Friday during football. You excited? Man,
2: I'm pumped. <laughs> what a game last night. Yes, good for you. Well, what a game. 1-0. Do- I've lost a single bet on this show yet, Gil. Documented 1-0. I'm never going to lose a bet on this show. It like, will never happen. Documented 1-0. Retire now. Documented 3-0. Oh, 3-0. WNBA th- and two NFL bets. Watch out.
5: You should really retire
2: now. I gotta say this. Now. I gotta say this all now before this weekend That's happens, right. and I <laughs> like lose all these teaser <laughs> legs.
5: What? By the <laughs> way, oh, uh, this show completely overbooked. Completely overbooked. Uh, Doctor Bob on college football coming up. He wants to talk uh, a little uh, Texas Tech, Houston, with us. Uh, Paul Carr, who normally comes and talks Premier League with us, well, all the Premier League games suspended because of the uh, death of Queen Elizabeth. He'll talk Survivor with us as well. So many guests that we need two sheets. Uh, the greatest radio uh, host of all time, Todd Wright. He's going to talk fantasy football week one, but really it applies to betting. We'll go game by game thoughts. Chris Felica, the bear from ESPN's College Game Day. We'll talk about it. his survivor plays, what he likes in college football. Wait, you were able to book Matt Brown from VEASAN? My. I know. Pretty big get. Woo. Big get. Whoa, that is. Is this a leg day for him? Is that why he's say, able to he's do the, the show? He's got his
2: morning workout routine. He's working <laughs> us into that, Gil, okay?
5: It's a leg day, so he's able to come on the show. While he's on camera, underneath. <laughs> he's doing leg press. He's doing he's doing <laughs> quad stuff. Uh, and then Chris Andrews, my mishpucha, will be in studio as well. Um, real quick, give me 15 15 seconds for this. We lost our tennis bet yesterday. By the way, we lost it badly. Carlene Garcia was not big enough for the stage. She just melted. Um, But Iga Sviatek with a just ridiculous comeback against Arena Sabalenka. There's a reason she's the world number one. One more win, and we cash that future. Come on, Iga. Iga going for her third, that's right, her third uh, major at the age of 21. So no tennis play today, because I like the chalk in both cases. Uh, the real, of course, thing that everybody was watching, tennis was the best thing going on last night, just in terms of what we were watching. I even tweeted at, the half, at halftime of this game between the Bills and the Rams yesterday, uh, Good week, great week four preseason game. Uh, this was in the first half yesterday, and that's what we said. Like, hey, look, with only three preseason games, it's kind of what we might get from a lot of these games early. But in case you missed it, the Bills, 31, the Rams, 10. As the Bills uh, score on uh, three straight possessions after a tie game at halftime, 10-10, three straight possessions in the second half, forcing two punts and intercepting uh, Matthew Stafford twice in the second half alone along the way, and they just roll, and the Bills announce themselves. Yes, they were the short shot to win the Super Bowl, but they announce themselves as, yes, we deserve to be. We're the team everybody should beat. You don't want to overreact after week one, but that was pretty impressive. The Bills went into the half tied, uh, despite two first-half interceptions by Josh Allen, one of which wasn't his fault, bounced off Isaiah McKenzie, and a fumble by rookie running back James Cook on his first career NFL snap. Good job by Cook there. That'll get you benched. So the Bills didn't even play well. And they still managed to crush here and still managed to be tied at the half. Um, Allen, 26 of 33, 83.9%, 297 yards, three touchdowns. His completion percentage broke the Bills' record for a regular season game, previously set by the great Trent Edwards back in 2008. Who could forget that? Um... Average 2.47 seconds per drop back on his passes. Second fastest of his career, according to NFL Next Gen stats. And oh, by the way, is the team's leading rusher, nine carries, 57 yards. The Bills offense, third downs. Nine of ten on third down conversions, Kelly. That's 90%. I put that in the calculator.
2: Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's tied for second
5: best by any team the last 30 seasons. The fourth team of the past 50 seasons to convert 90% of its third downs in a game. Three of their four touchdowns. Three of their four were scored on the third down as well. And of course, the biggest thing perhaps is that the the defense, by the way, Seth Walder tweeting in from ESPN, Josh Allen's 13.6 mile per hour at the time of throw on the touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs is the fastest quarterback has been running on a completion of at least 50 air yards in the next-gen stats era since 2016. So he was running 13.6 miles per yeah, hour.
2: When he threw it, over when 50 it, <laughs> yards.
5: It's incredible. I missed that one. It's incredible. And this doesn't even get into the fact that probably the biggest thing was the Bills defense. The Bills defense sacks Matthew Stafford seven times. That's tied for the most most in a season opener since 1963. And it all came while sending four or fewer pass rushers. So 49 total dropbacks, never sent more than four pass rushers. They sacked him one out of every seven Dropbacks.
2: They lose Ed Oliver in that game, and it doesn't matter at all. Von, Mil- Von Miller was a beast. It's amazing. Uh, like, it, that guy just continuing his career with another team. He was an animal last night on the pass rush.
5: So the Bills' second most sacks when sending for a few rushers since ESPN began tracking pass rushers in 2006. They had eight against Washington back in the day in 2011, the only time that they had more. Only one blitz the entire game. Remember on primetime action, me, you, and Matt used to talk about this strange thing with Matthew Stafford last year. That when you didn't blitz him, he was rendered ineffective. Well, yep. he, he was zero three by the way last season. The Rams were uh, the Rams were when opponents blitzed less than ten percent of the time. Well, that's what the Bills did. They're like, we're not blitzing you. We know how to beat you, and they did. So by so it, from a, and by the way, Max Homa, professional golfer. How great was this? <laughs> I want too much football to be this bad at betting on it. <laughs> <laughs> so from a betting perspective, I lost my Rams teaser leg. Many people did. By the way, one punt for the Bills all night. One punt for the one Bills. One punt. But uh, we do a little show called NFL Live Bet. Is that the name of the show at night? NFL Live Bet. Is that the name of the show with uh, Femi Abebefe and, uh, and Wes? Rons? Live Bet Tonight. Live Bet Tonight. Pardon me. Live Bet Tonight. For goodness sakes. Can I get that right? Uh, and they were they were basically saying, hey, any VEASAN host, if you want to send in your, any live bets you have, do it. So I did. And when the Bills were upset, so I watched, I don't know how, this is sort of just, again, a a love letter to live betting. I watched one drive of the Bills, one drive of the Rams, and then the Bills had a couple first downs up seven to nothing. And at that point, I said, you know what? I've seen enough. Sure, I could have gotten the Bills minus two and a half, like, moments ago. But I'm taking them minus six and a half now, up a touchdown, because I don't think they're going to get stopped all night. Well, of course, what ends up happening not one Bill's turnover.
2: Interception as soon as you text that to me? Not two Bills turnovers,
5: <laughs> but three Bills turnovers, and it ends up being at at the half tide. But but still, Kelly, and this is the point about live betting. Was there a moment where I was worried about that live bet? No. No. No, not at all. Like I was just like,
2: that was that was the right bet to sort of make it good. You were you hit it at the perfect time before that number got too high. I mean, it ended up, obviously, you could have got into it, you know, basically at any point in the first half. But that was, it's a lot about what you talk with about with college football live betting, right? They were clearly the better team from the jump. It took all of, you watched that first Buffalo drive and watched that first L.A. drive. It was pretty obvious which team was ready to go offensively and which wasn't. From jump, from 21 Jump Street, Kelly. All right. Starring Ollie Robinson. So
5: uh, live. Let me just ask you this. Oh yeah, good movie on <laughs> me. I went old school. Uh, okay. Well, first of all, speaking of their first half woes, want to hear from Josh Allen on his first half woes and how the Bills overcame that? Yeah. Why don't we hear a little from Josh Allen himself?
4: We
6: heard ourselves a lot in that first half. There's a lot to learn from, um, you know. But that second half, that's that's who we want to be. You know, going out there and executing the way, you know, we we expect ourselves to execute. Um, I thought Coach Dorsey, you know, called a heck of a game. It's his first live. You know, action. Um, so I'm proud of him for, for handling the situations how we did. But again, we were 90% out there down. Like, that's, that's a recipe for success. And again, four turnovers, that's way too many. Um, so we, we've got a lot to clean up. But like Vaughn said, we'll celebrate this one. It's hard to win this league, especially against good teams. And that's a really good team we just played.
5: Yeah. And here's Vaughn Miller actually talking about the awesomeness that is Josh Allen as well. <laughs> He's a creature. (laughs) There he is right there, man. He's He's a creature, man. He's good, man. He's, uh, you know, the leader of our our team. You know, we kind of follow his lead, man. You know, he's a tough guy. and out there running guys over, stiff-arming guys, man. Had a lot of success tonight, and we just kind of fed off each other, man. And those are the games that you want to play in. And uh, one thing that we preached to each other, you know, it was a championship fight coming in here. They're going to make plays. They got Maggie Stafford, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. They're going to make plays, but we got to make our plays as well. You know, it was a heavyweight championship fight. They, they hit us, we hit them, and um, we, we was able to, you know, come out on top. All right, Kelly, I want to ask you a question. Last night, who advanced their cause more towards their respective awards? Josh Allen for MVP. I'm going to give you the case for each. Yep. I just want you to file this away. Josh Allen for MVP, Cooper cup for offensive player of the year Mm -hmm. or Vaughn Miller for defensive player of the year. So Josh Allen, seventh career game with at least three passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. Cooper cup was targeted 15 times. by Matthew Stafford. He caught 13 passes for 128 yards and a touchdown. The rest of the Rams receivers were targeted 26 times for 16 catches and only 112 yards. Cooper Cup outgained the rest of the Rams receivers. By the way, they didn't have the rest of the Rams receivers, no touchdowns, and two picks when targeted. Cup had one pick uh, when he was targeted. And then Vaughn Miller, two sacks, two quarterback hits, three tackles for a loss in addition to a 53.8% pass-rush win rate. That's a pass-rush win rate. Say that three times fast. Yeah, seriously. Which led both teams. Who advanced their cause more towards
2: respective awards? I actually award? think it's kind of easy. It, goes, it actually goes... Josh Allen's last. It goes Von Miller first. I think you're right. Cooper Cup second, and then Josh Allen. I think you're right. Yeah. I, I mean, just, just simply because, I mean, if when you ask it that way, right, it's the, well, if Von Miller did this every game, he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year, right? You can't say that necessarily about Josh Allen or Cooper Cup, right? That's but right. But I know if he did this every game, he would win Defensive Player of the Year.
5: That's correct, because he would have 34 sacks.
2: <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Cooper <laughs> Cup got three feet <laughs> in on that touchdown catch. He is insane. It's insane. Good.
5: Collinsworth was like, I don't know. We have to see the replay. He got three. He in, got Chris. three in. Yeah. That was one of the, that was one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. Chris Collinsworth did have one good line though in there as great as Josh Allen was. Can we slow down with Josh Allen, like, thr-
2: hurling his body at the defense when you're up 21 points? He, I mean, he, that's we, we talked a little bit about this on Big Bets yesterday, but it's like at some point they've got to reel him in to, like, protect him during the regular season so he's around for the playoffs. I mean, you look at this box score. If Josh Allen's not – if he's not playing, this offense doesn't go anywhere.
5: He's amazing. And what did we say when he came out of college? Just not accurate. He really flipped the script school, on everybody. Can't play in the NFL. Jeez. Thank you to uh, Femi and Wes for live bet tonight for getting the uh, the in-game bets going. Appreciate them having it. Um, we'll do that every time we have a primetime game. Kelly and I have our bets. We'll go through every game one by one. Next, Dr. Bob on a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting.
6: A Numbers Game
0: on VZ, the sports betting network.
5: Numbers Game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. And start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. You must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1 800. Five two two forty seven hundred. Last week, uh, this gentleman came on the show. He does each and every Friday during the college football season. Uh, and based on the lines that he gave, that, that were available when he was on the show, we went one and two yesterday. Well, excuse me, last week, one and two on the show. But his lifetime record here since 2019, here on a numbers game, 62-43 and 43 against the spread. Pretty, pretty good. It's Dr. Bob, Bob Stoll. How you doing, Bob?
6: Doing all right. Yeah, uh, the Maryland one was the was the different last week. I, I got minus 21 uh, when I played it, and they won 31-10, and they were minus 24 by the time I got on the show. I still thought there was value. And Maryland outgained uh, Buffalo nearly double them in yards per play, 7.3 yards per play to 3.7 yards per play, and should have won by more than 21. It's tough to only score 31 points when you're averaging 7.5 yards per play. But Maryland found a way to do that. So, um <laughs> So unfortunately, you all got the loss on that one, but uh, not a bad play, I don't think.
5: Okay, so one of the things we talked about with you before the season focused on Houston. We were doing season win totals with you, and I had a bunch of college football experts come on. They loved Houston. The phrase, "Hey, if there's a uh, if there's a group of five, Cincinnati this year, it's probably Houston." And you sort of you threw cold water on that. You're like, I don't like them. I like a under on Houston. Last week, uh, you had the Roadrunners of UTSA. They got it done against the number. Houston won that. Uh, in overtime, when they when they started uh, doing the old uh, trade offs with two point conversions, they won it by two. They were favored by four. So you got that one right. And now Houston is a dog at Texas Tech. The uh, Red Raiders favored by three and a half. You have some thoughts?
6: Yeah. Well, well, Houston shouldn't even have been in overtime. I mean, they were down by fourteen in the fourth quarter. They rallied at the end. Had an interception that set up a, a quick score, and then they scored late. Uh, they were outgained by nearly a hundred total yards by UTSA and outgained six point. Uh, UTSA had 6.2 yards per play. Houston just 4.5 yards per play. It was a miracle even one. I'm a little you know, pissed about it because I have Houston under 9. I, I still think I'm going to win the Houston under 9, and this week's game will be pivotal, obviously. But you also forgot to mention that I had Texas Tech over in their win total wow. on your show two yes. weeks ago. Last year, I think I had three of those where I had an over team playing an under team, and all three times the, uh, the team I had over for the season won and covered the spread. So... Uh, hopefully that will be the case here um, but yeah i, I 'll gloss over this again for those who missed it a few weeks ago and last week. I mean Houston was twelve and two last year. They were only zero point four yards per play better than an average team on a national scale last year after compensating for their schedule, and I think they 're going to be a bit worse on both sides of the ball. Um, they have a reputation for being a really good offensive team. They're not. Last year, they averaged 6.1 yards per play. It's better than average, but they faced teams that would allow 6.0 yards per play to an average attack. Actually, they were barely better than average last year. I think they're barely worse than average on a national scale this year without uh, the top running back, McCaskill. Uh, now, Texas Tech's defense is mediocre, but about the same as Houston's offense. Uh, the difference in this game, I think, is the Red Raiders' offense, which is, which I think can be a top 15, maybe even a top 10 offense, um, they brought over Zach Kittler as the offensive coordinator, and he had one season at Western Kentucky and turned Western Kentucky from one of the worst offensive teams to one of the best offensive teams in the country last season. And there's so much more talent here at Texas Tech for Kitler to work with. Uh, the starting quarterback, Tyler Schau, got hurt uh, again. He was hurt last year, too. Uh, but he got hurt last week and won't play. But the backup, Donovan Smith, was slightly better than um, – than Shao last year, and, and last week came in and 221 yards and 16 pass plays. So Smith is experienced and you know, arguably better than Shao. And last year the Red Raiders averaged 6.5 yards per play against the Big 12 schedule when they had Henry Columbia getting most of the snaps at quarterback last year. Um, and Columbia ultimately got replaced by Smith, who had was great down the stretch. So I don't think there's any issue with Texas Tech's offense. I think they're a top 15, top 10 offense in the country and Houston's defense is not going to be nearly as good as it was last year. And It actually wasn't even that good. It was much better in points allowed than it was in actual you know, performance, the difference being that they were extremely lucky in third-down conversions last year. They were only 0.3 yards per play better than an average FBS defense last year, but they only allowed 25.7% conversions on 3rd down. That is extremely lucky. That is on the on the far range of how low you can go in third point defense. The previous year, they ran the same defense. They gave up 37 percent third downs and 38 percent third downs last week. They gave up 42 percent third downs. The difference is last year, they had two NFL caliber cornerbacks who are both now in the in the NFL, and they don't have that this year to help shut down teams on third down. But I think this team is going to regress a ton in third down defense and be pretty close to an average defensive team this year. So I think Texas Tech's going to score 35, 36, 38 points and win this game pretty easily.
5: Okay. Very strong. A very strong uh, play there on Texas Tech over Houston, laying the three-and-a-half. You were telling me, though, this, generally speaking, this is not a week of college football where you love the slate?
6: Uh, you know, generally week two I do very well. Um you know my adjusted ratings do really well, and obviously my priors are good, and you know, my win totals have been really good for many years. Uh, this week, not a ton though. <laughs> and we were going to do two segments. I was like, I just don't have a lot this okay. week. Well, let's... it's typical. It's untypical. Normally in week two, I do I do really well, but this week I just don't just don't have a lot.
5: Well, let's leave it at that then. Let's leave it at Texas Tech. Just one exit question then, and the exit question is this: from you, who does all this college football research throughout the summer. Uh, you obviously watch what happens in week zero. You watch what happens in week one. When do your priors slough off? Like, when do you say to yourself, you know what? Uh, that was great that I did all that, but it turns out like I'm super right about this, but I'm also super wrong about this. When do you when, – when how do your priors sort of, you know, slough off during the season?
6: Yeah, you know, around week five or six, they sort of just fade out. Um, it depends on the team too. Like I mentioned, Western Kentucky last year. Soon as I knew Western Kentucky's office was going to be better, and it became really clear, really quickly, that they were even better than I thought they were going to be. It's like, okay, that's that So some teams that are, especially teams with new coaches, new offensive or defensive coordinators, if those teams have shown to be significantly better or worse, then I'm just going to go. You are what you are, as a famous head coach once said, um, and I think that. You know, I tend to, to tend to believe more in what's going on, what I'm seeing for the current year on teams like that. Some teams with, that are established and have returning quarterbacks and coaches, I might use their prior a little bit longer into the season um, and give them a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt if they're playing, you know, worse than expected, or even if they're playing better than expected. I'll tend to lean on the prior a little bit longer in those cases. So it sort of depends on the situation, but in general, around week five or six, you know, I'm, I'm more about what's happening this season.
5: All right, Bob. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. All right, Gil. Good luck this weekend. You too. Dr. Bob stole everybody. drbobsports.com, at drbobsports on the Twitter machine. Paul Carr, by the way, who's joining us momentarily to talk Survivor Kelly, he just, he just sent in uh, a couple other stats from this game last night between the Bills and the Rams. The Bills won by 21, as we know, with four turnovers. That's happened. Guess how many times that's happened in the last decade, that a team has won by 21 or more with four turnovers.
2: I'm going to say eight times. Four times. That's it.
5: That's what we watched last night. Only only four times in a decade. And then teams with four turnovers, by the way, in games last year, just let's take last year's games, teams that had four turnovers, two and 22. That was their record in games last year, straight up, two and 22. One of the games you may recall was the Bucks cowboys season opener last year. One of the wins. Wow. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's how... That's how odd that was last night. Like the Bills were just here, take the ball. We're still gonna crush you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think your tweet like was appropriate. I mean, that first half sure felt like this is a lot. This is a lot of talented football players on the field that haven't played a whole lot of football here in, in the yes. past past month.
5: Yeah, it was week four. It was a great week four preseason game. Want to get into some of your picks you have this weekend, sir? Week yeah, one. Start with you, man. Start with me in the national. Football League, all right. I got the Vikings uh, money line against the Packers real briefly. I just feel this is the year of the Vikings, and I believe that Devontae Adams' absence is going to matter a whole bunch more. And I listen to Justin Jefferson. I believe what he says when he says, oh, that's how Cooper Cup got so wide open? Watch this. Browns, I think we're overrating the Deshaun Watson absence, players 2 through 53. Spectacular. I think the Browns get it done against the Panthers. I'm taking the points with the Steelers in a division rivalry game against the Bengals. Six and a half with those defensive players, those playmakers on D, give me the six and a half. Chargers at three. I took the Chargers against the Raiders. I know it's three and a half now. And then on Sunday night, I did take the Cowboys against the Bucks. I just feel like the Bucks' injuries are going to come back to haunt them early here.
2: Kelly? What you got? Uh, what I've got is, uh, let's see, a bunch of teasers going. Colts and Ravens in a six-point teaser. I know you do as well. We'll yep. get back to your teasers. Yep. Uh, Browns and Vikings, I am loaded up heavy on that teaser. Uh, Browns plus eight, Vikings plus eight there. Uh, and then a Colts-Vikings teaser. So a lot of money on Vikings this week. And then I did play the Broncos laying six on Monday Night Football.
5: Yeah, I have a bunch of teasers. Like the Rams, as I mentioned, that goes by the wayside. My favorite teaser leg. My favorite two-team six-point teaser leg of the weekend, as as noted on the Megapod yesterday, Browns-Vikings.
2: Yeah, I love it, too. Browns-Vikings,
5: number one of the bunch. But yeah, it'll be a tease-fest come Sunday. I can't help myself. Paul Carr, the aforementioned Paul Carr, will join us. Of course, we were going to talk Premier League, but those games are scuttled. We'll talk Survivor with him. He loves that. That's on the other side. Numbers Game Visa, the sports Betting Network
0: numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network.
5: It is football season for reals now, and betters know that this is when the money's made. Nobody knows football like VSEN, and now's the time to become a VSEN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VSEN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early and for a discounted $175. You'll receive both guides and full VSEN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything that V has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the sports betting network. Um, Kelly and I, both wearing black today. We did not plan this, but it's as if our, uh, our inner mourning of uh, Queen Elizabeth II's passing uh, is going on together. We just sort of, it came from our passing away at the age of 96, Queen Elizabeth, who have you ever watched The Crown by the way? No, I haven't. So this is my this is the best thing I can do to pass on to anybody. I know most most Americans are like, "Oh, the Queen watch The Crown." Like it's it's a subject matter that might not you you might not think appeals to you, but it is so spectacularly done. And you get to you get to see the entire arc of her history and and really world history through that show. It is it is absolutely tremendous, The Crown.
2: I've only heard good things.
5: Yeah. Uh, so Queen Elizabeth passing away at the age of ninety six, which obviously was the biggest global news yesterday. We bring in Paul Carr, who usually does Premier League with us, and in tribute to Queen Elizabeth, obviously all Premier League games have been suspended this weekend, so we won't be talking Premier League. But you do have a uh, you have a Queen Elizabeth stat for us that I thought was pretty interesting. What was that?
4: Yeah, yeah. She had been alive for every World Cup.
5: That's amazing. Oh,
4: she was born that's in nineteen twenty six. Yes. First World Cup was nineteen thirty. And she's been queen for eighteen out of twenty one. Everyone since nineteen fifty. She's
5: been queen for eighteen of twenty-one World Cups. Kelly, you've been producer for what, forty-three out of fifty-six Super Bowls? What is (laughs) it? Something like that. That's incredible. That's incredible. A queen for eighteen of twenty one World Cups is is outstanding.
2: You can start racking up the Olympics then too, and it's uh, Uh. that's a whole lot of Olympics during during her reign as well. But the fact that she was queen during, right? Uh, watch the. Yep. Have you seen The
5: Crown, by the way?
4: I've seen the first, I want to say, two seasons. Oh, it's and so good. Like yeah. I said, the production value is, I mean, you're, you're seeing real rooms, and it just looks spectacular. You can almost just watch it on mute and just, like, revel in the richness of it all. And it's such a great <laughs> yeah,
5: history lesson, too. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's super awesome in that respect. So um, we don't have any Premier League games. I sort of asked you this off air, but I just wanted to just give 30 seconds of this. So if you went to Premier League Futures at this point, it's man cities to lose. And like, would you make a bet at minus 250 at this point on them or anyone else?
4: I mean, if I had to make something, I would bet on city. I just, you know, I thought that thought they were the best team before the season. And they were, but thought Liverpool would hang with them. And Liverpool is looking kind of sketchy. I don't know if they're going to, the wheels are completely going to fall off, but it seems like the title race ones are not going to be there. They're, I think, plus 700 right now. So, yeah, if I had to make a bet, I would still pay a lot of juice and take Man City because I don't see anybody challenging them (laughs) right now.
5: This short of a way into the Premier League season, you're like, yep, they're winning it. They're winning it.
4: six, Six games, we're done.
5: All right. So the NFL kicks off last night. Did you yeah. make any futures NFL bets? Do you do you like anything? I have
4: a Bills Super Bowl future that's tied to a promo that one of the books ran here in Kansas. Where you get additional bets back if they win for every game they win. Sports so betting in the oh, I love it. The hardest part is making sure to use all the free bets before they expire. Yeah, wow. which that, is these are good problems to have. That's a good. So, problem. Uh, yes, that's the only future I have for on the NFL.
5: Okay. Um, but you are a survivor player. You love yourself some survivor, but you play in, so this is, this is sort of a great thing for anybody who played, you know, DFS in any sport, obviously the way you play it with a small pool of people versus a large pool, like a circus survivor, which you're not a part of, right? You're not in Circus survivor. How many people in your survivor pool?
4: This is 20 people been doing this pool for goodness, almost 20 years. So yeah, it's much more, you know, there's less game theory, I guess would be the way, you know, sometimes they'll hear people you know they kind of go against the grain on a specific pick knowing that if they get it right a huge percentage of the other people are going to be out there's obviously much less of that it's really just survive in advance in 20 years like someone's gotten through all 16 17 18 weeks i think three times something like that <laughs> That's amazing. So, so yeah you're playing a yeah. much different sort of game it's really. It's survive and advance uh, much more. You you don't have to game it out as much. And
5: it's like an NCAA bracket, right? If you're playing against 10 people, you're like Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, right? right? You're not like going for stuff like upset-minded pools where you're incentivized to take upsets. So we have, and when the schedule first came out for the NFL – the first thing that many of us said, I know that's the first thing we said here was, besides, oh my God, look how easy the first four games are for the Browns, and oh my God, look how tough the first seven games are for the Chiefs. The other thing we said is, oh my God, are they playing a cruel trick on Survivor Players week one? Because it's like, okay, um, this is going to be fascinating. Like, the distribution of this is going to be interesting this week. Who are your candidates? Who do you think you end up picking? Let's go with the candidates first.
4: Yeah, so generally, I won't pick road teams. Uh, just, I mean, obviously late in the season, things get different, but especially early on, just don't mess around and take, you know, the favorite home team. So I've kind of been leaning toward the Titans, uh, for most of the past couple weeks as I stare at the schedule, They do. Um, obviously the Colts are appealing, uh, but they're playing at Houston. Uh, I thought thinking about Cincinnati at home against Pittsburgh. Uh, but I'm not, I don't know. I'm, I'm still thinking about going with a road team like Baltimore. I think, you know, the jets have a couple of linemen are out, that are out at, Baltimore. We know they're well coached. We know they had so much bad luck last season. It's really hard to see them losing. So I haven't landed on anything yet, but I I still lean Titans, just because I'm not convinced they're that good, and I don't know that there'll be another good spot to use them this year.
5: That's the last part, right? That 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 of all Mm -hmm. the teams, like you can't really, you don't even have to like map out the schedule to know that your opportunities with the Titans will probably be few and far between, if any. So that right. sort of makes you go that way, right? Just to let it, you know, get rid of them. If I can get by with them, bam, right. that's a week I won't have to worry about again.
4: That's exactly right. The Ravens, you know, are probably going to have some other chances. You're going to be I need to play the Browns a couple times. There's going to be some opportunities there. Tennessee, aside from home against Houston, I don't know if there's going to be a great place to use them the rest of the season. So I'm still leaning that way, but I might. Talk myself into taking the Ravens even though they're on the road.
5: Okay. So I wanna I wanna bring Kelly in here and I wanna and I wanna ask you this too. So on the Megapod, we do it every Thursday during the regular season. By the way, again, thank you so much. Look just looking at the numbers. We're not even twenty-four hours in to the megapod being out there, and the numbers are monster. So I just wanna thank everybody who listens to the megapod, not only this year, then this week. But for the 12, the 11 previous years that we've done this, but one of the, you know, I asked two staple questions at the end of the show, one of which is, hey, in the full slate of NFL games, let's say we lived in a bizarro world and you were forced to pick a side in every one of them, but you were allowed one game where you wanted no part of, like if it was 16 games this week, you have to bet 15 of them on the side, but you get one free pass. That's one question but the other one is is more survivor related which is which is the, of the big favorites on the board of the bigger favorites on the board which is the most likely to lose outright right it's sort of an exercise to get you to think which of these teams is more, more of a paper tiger than the others? So when we go through it, we, so we did it. Drew Dinsick was our guest yesterday. Todd Wishnev and Jeff Parlay, the, uh, the Megapod Staples this year. So of the bigger favorites, let's just go through them. And you tell me which is the most likely to lose outright. We'll do it, because there's not like monster favorites this week, we'll do it five and a half and above. So the Saints are five and a half point favorites at the Falcons. The, so forget about the, the, the spread here. We're just talking about the, the choices. So New Orleans... San Francisco, they're a touchdown favorite against the Bears. They're a candidate. The Bengals, six-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Steelers. The Bengals would be a candidate in this. Um, The Ravens, seven-point favorites at the Jets. The Colts, as you mentioned, seven-point favorites at the Texans. The Titans, the aforementioned Titans, five-and-a-half-point favorites hosting the Giants. And then the Chiefs, six or five-and-a-half teetering right there at the Cardinals. And then, of course, the Monday night game where Denver's a a six-and-a-half-point favorite at Seattle. Of all of those big favorites... Who, and we'll start with, let's start with Kelly. Let's bring Kelly in here. Who do you think is the most vulnerable? Who's the most likely to lose outright, in your opinion? 49ers. Because of the Trey Lance factor.
2: I, Trey Lance factor and this George Kittle story that's coming out of him dealing with some kind of injury that might put his uh, uh, status in sun, on Sunday in, uh, in question here.
4: Niners. Yeah, I'm going to go Niners. going to go Niners. Paul? I was going to say Colts, you know. I mean, new quarterback. Is coming in. Obviously, Matt Ryan's a good professional quarterback, but you're going on the road. I mean, houstons they weren't horrendous last season. I mean, they weren't good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they should have made a playoff run or anything, but they weren't good, and they, they weren't terrible, I mean. So I'm a little bit wary of Indy going on the road. And also Denver. You know, I don't know. That could be a weird Monday night game, this, turnover this, or two. Yeah, I don't know.
5: The reason I ask this question every week on the Megafon is, especially this week one, right? Because we know, let's face it, we know nothing. By the way, my choice yep. was Cincinnati. Like, I think Cincinnati is super vulnerable against Pittsburgh. So the thing about this, especially in week one, is at least one of these teams is losing, if not mm-hmm. two, right, or more. What, yep. You know, and it's 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 incredible to think about, like, we're like, oh, there's no chance the Niners will lose. Or there's no chance. You know, by the way, the Colts, did you hear this Colts stat? I had no idea about this till a couple days ago. And this mm-hmm. obviously, it has no bearing on this outfit of the Colts because oh, it's a totally week one or whatever. They haven't won since in week one since twenty thirteen. Like <laughs> I hate trends, but uh-huh. that's the most. That's like the longest streak of that in NFL history by like by far. So it doesn't matter if it was Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, Scott Tolzien. Doesn't matter who you put there, they just find a way to lose. Get on the Davis
4: Mills train, baby. <laughs>
5: Oh, man. Paul, thank you. I know there's no Premier League games, but thank you for coming on anyway. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next got
4: all, all my Premier League bets would have won, guaranteed.
5: Yes, all of them. Guaranteed 3-0. I, clearly. Paul Carr, everybody, from True Media Networks. And, of course, the Expected Value Podcast, at Paul Carr with two R's on Twitter. Kelly and I, every single game, rapid fire next
0: Yeah, I, yeah. Because you gotta think, Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it,
3: like that, see that,
2: ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella. Point game. I
1: remember you came to my room crying, tears, crying tears. <laughs> I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what you know? I told you? I said, I said, O. G. You think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Did I admit?
2: A numbers
5: game on v the sports betting network. Anyway, Kelly, he said queen for 18 of 21 World Cups. That should be our pro tip of the day. Oh, we're on. I'm sorry. The first inning is unpredictable, but you can place a no-run first inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no-run first inning prop bet on any Friday MLB game, and if only one, one run is scored in the first, that's one run, You'll get your stake back in free bets up to $20. That's right. Simply place a single or parlay. No run first inning bet. No runs of the first, no problem. You win if only one run is scored. Get your wager back in free bets up to $20. Take big swings all season long with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. Opt-in required. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. The Better Life, Tim Lawson. Great podcast, The Better Life. He says, uh, will we get any new installments of story time during guessing lines this season? Guessing Lines, which are going into our 13th season with my Mishpocha, Chrissy Andrews, on Monday. I, I, he's kind of, he doesn't have, I don't know. It's <laughs> my way of saying it. He's probably told 95% of his stories already. How many books are we up to? He's, he's going to have a follow-up to that first story time book. The, then One Day was was basically the story times in written form. Right. He has a couple more, but I don't think he has more than that. I mean, the man has given us so much. Yeah. He'll be on with us later on the show. Mike Alvarez. Oh, I always love Mike Alvarez tweets. Uh, the Bills really dominated the Rams yesterday in the Mama Said Knock You Out of Survivor Bowl. <laughs> he said, remind me again how the Rams lost the 17-point uh, favorites in 2020 and the Jags beat the Bills last year, Gil? Okay. So Mike Alvarez is murdering me on my Survivor uh, eliminations the last <laughs> two years. So the— uh, the horrible Jared Goff, Rams, Jets. Rams favored by 17 at home against the Jets two years ago in week 14. Uh, and Dr. Ed Myers had had power ranked the remaining survivor pools left in Survivor that year. And I was power ranked third oh, out of like I, 70 people. I
2: remember that very well. That was uh, like the week on primetime action where you just like avoided Gil for a few days. And
5: then last year, <laughs> I, last year I lost. I, I doubled the entries last year. And lost in week eight because of these Bills, these Bills, who are the short shots to win the Super Bowl, lost to the
2: Jags nine to six.
5: Oh God! Thanks, Mike Alvarez. Really, that really that might be
2: it. the most memorable result from all of last season oh, to me. It was for me because I remember like watching that game, just being like, "What is going on here?" Roger Kane. Hey, Gil, didn't uh, get to comment
5: yesterday, but I have a uh, I have a Willis Rookie of the Year bet. Tannehill goes down or benched, and he leads them to division champs. What do you think? I do not think. <laughs> sorry, sorry to Malik Willis and the Willis family.
2: I think it is. Let me put it this way, Gil. I think there's as much chance of hit. I think there's as much chance of him taking over in season as just as, as any of those other rookie quarterbacks. So I don't think it's completely dead. I think Ryan Tannehill could suck. Having lost AJ Brown, and they make it, and this team could be really bad, and they do make a change mid season.
5: Titans insider. Dolphins week one in survivor seems like a very obvious choice. Nobody's talking about. I don't want to have trust to a later in the year. Wow. I'm glad it's obvious to you. It's not to me. Yeah. It's... By the way, it should be noted that Titans insider is saying that, it, that the
2: Titans are not an obvious choice. All right, Kelly, you ready to do this? Let's go. So we're going to do what? Every week or every Friday, we're going to do every Sunday game. We're going to pick a side rapid fire. Me and Gil will keep track all throughout the NFL season. And uh, we'll see who has the most pathetic record at the end of the year. <laughs>
0: this is just It's, it's, really it's a great
2: exercise in proving how difficult it is yeah. to pick to pick NFL winners pre on pregame sides.
5: And we did have we both had Buffalo last night. We said earlier in the week, right or Wednesday, yeah. we we talked about that, or yesterday we mentioned. it. Okay, I call them out or you call them out. Ready? You call it out. You call it the game. Saints five and a half at Falcons. 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 These are against the number. San Francisco. At uh at Chicago, San Francisco favored by
2: seven. Bears. Niners. And we gotta use the south point lines. We'll use oh, the south point we'll lines. I'll just, yeah, I'll so just go here. Match the okay, grass. okay.
5: Yep. all right, my my bad. Niners for me. Steelers at Bengals. Bengals favored by six and a half. Bengals. Steelers. You're getting that one wrong. <laughs> I'm talking shrack. Eagles at Lions in the hype bowl of the offseason. Oh,
2: man. Yeah.
5: Eagles favored by four on the road at Detroit. The
2: all hype bowl. Give me Eagles in the all hype bowl. Yeah, I'm
5: going to take the Eagles too. By the way, this is going to be such game theory when one of us is ahead later in the year. <laughs> it
2: might get interesting that, at the end. That yeah.
5: person's going to have to go first, I think. <laughs> uh, Patriots at Dolphins. Dolphins favored by three and a
2: half And what Titans Insider just called the obvious survivor choice of the week. Three and a hook. Yeah, so how about this obvious answer for you, Gil? I'm going to go with just because this has <laughs> moved to three and a half, I'm going to pick the Patriots.
5: Absolutely. Patriots take the three and the hook. I'm with you. Ravens. <laughs>
2: I I think a quick reminder to everyone on that game that's concerned about the Patriots and the humidity. That is a fair concern this time of year down in Miami. The Patriots have been down in West Palm beach all week training for uh, working out for this game. So keep that in mind.
5: They went super early. By the way, have you ever tried playing golf in Miami in the dead of August?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, many times. I, I get through hole number nine, and I say, see you later, uh, rest of the group. I'm out of here.
5: I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even saying this about me at my age doing that. Like, when I was young. Yes. Like, and I grew up in D.C., which is built on a swamp. Yeah. When well, we'd go to Miami, we'd be like, oh, no.
2: Me in my mid-20s golfing in South Florida, Gil, would be <laughs> it's like, like, I <laughs> need a margarita after hole number nine. <laughs> see you later, guys. Yeah, This
5: was great. Ravens, seven-point favorites at the Jets. And Joe Flacco. Ravens. Yeah, Ravens for me too. What could go wrong? Big road favorites. Yeah, what could go wrong? All right, Jacksonville Commanders. The Washington Commanders are two and a half point favorites. My survivor play of the week commanders. Yeah, I think a lot of people survivor play. I will take the commanders but hesitantly.
2: Oh, All yeah. right, <laughs> not a ton of confidence yeah. in that. No, no, yeah. no. We're, not, we're, not, you're,
5: we're not emptying the account on that. <laughs> right,
2: exactly. I'm not even betting. It. No, it's not even a bet. It's my survivor play, right. and it will probably be a contest.
5: And it's role. our Kelly versus Gill mano on play. Uh, Browns at the Panthers. Panthers favored by one and a half. You know where I am on this. Oh, we got to pick them now. Yeah, Sorry. we're down to pick, pick them. them. My bad.
2: Uh Browns, still yeah. Browns, still. Colts
5: at Texans. Colts haven't won an opener. An opener, rather, since 2013. Well, how can you go against that trend, Colts? <laughs> I'm going to go Colts too. Yeah, Colts. Giants at Titans. What are the Titans now? We're five and a half. This what is what's tough to? for me. Five, five and a half.
2: Five and a half. I'm going to go Titans. Me too. Which, I, I don't like that though. That is it, when you were talking about the games you want nothing to do with. Yeah. It is up there on that
5: list. We are we are choosing way too many favorites. <laughs> Just want to say that Packers at Vikings. Packers. Oh, we got one, a dog here. Packers. Yeah, I got a dog here. Vikings for sure for me. Vikings for sure for yeah. me. Oh. Chiefs at Cardinals. By the way, I mean, like if we if we said what's the marquee matchup of Week One? I guess it was last night. But after yes. last night, what's the what's the best matchup on Sunday?
2: Uh, Bucks Cowboys still. Right, better than Chiefs, Cardinals. Yeah, it's maybe. better than Chiefs. Better Cardinals. than Raiders, Chargers. Yeah, they're all kind of a... Ra- Raiders, Chargers up there. I would go Bucks, Cowboys, Raiders, Chargers. No, and then Packers, Packers oh, Vikings got up there too. Bucks,
5: Cowboys isn't really doing it for me.
2: Uh, Chiefs, Cardinals. Chiefs favored by six. They are at the South Plon. This this move from four and a half to six really over the past yeah. like thirty six hours. I don't, I don't really get the movement. I'm gonna go. I'll take six with the Cardinals. At so home. will
5: I. Yeah. yeah. Too much agreement. I'm taking the Cardinals in the six Raiders at chargers. Now, see, this is the problem. I have bets on the chargers, but at three, now it's three and a half.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders at the three and a half, but pretty much simply because I'm getting the hook again. I'm not betting this game. You are betting this game, but I'm not. I had chargers
5: minus three. I think I have to take the Raiders three and a half. Sorry.
2: This is a game. I will be looking at betting heavily in game. I think this could be a great live betting game just because the offenses could be up and down the
5: field. Uh, never mind. I'm taking the chargers. We're oppo. I'm taking the Chargers there. Okay. Okay. All right. Bucks. Cowboys Sunday night, where the Bucks are now two-point favorites against the Cowboys. I already have a bet on the Cowboys. You know where
2: I am. I'm taking I the Cowboys. I will go Cowboys. I will go Cowboys, yeah, especially after hearing, uh, hearing the Gallup news look right. It sounds like he's, he has a chance to go on Sunday. I think that's big.
5: And then Monday night, Broncos, Seahawks, Broncos, and Russell Wilson's return to Seattle Broncos favored by six and a half.
2: Yeah, I will say tip the cap to you, Geno Smith, if you beat me, but I will lay the points.
5: Yeah, I think I'm laying them. I don't love that though, but I'm laying them. I have, I have. What could possibly go wrong, right? So, how many did we disagree on of all of those? Did you, did you, uh, were you court stenographer? Did you get all these? Yeah, Wyatt's keeping track. Wyatt's keeping downstairs. Downstairs. Wyatt, how many did we
2: disagree? I don't, on? I don't know if he was keeping track of everyone. Yeah, now. <laughs> I think, he, I think he was getting great on Monday. Oh, okay. I, it's, we, it going to be did, like three or four. Three or four wasn't that much. Yeah, it wasn't right? that many. Which means we're both
5: going to get stomped.
2: Yeah, yeah. Which means our whole our whole uh, week will be terrible. All right. Uh, yeah.
5: We should get reviews on that segment. Do people like that? Do people not like that? I don't know.
2: Well, they might like it a lot better after they see how horrible we did on Monday. <laughs> come back. It might early. be quality entertainment. Everybody. Uh, I said.
5: I said yesterday. I go the over under on, on on win percentage on this is forty eight and a half percent. I think
2: you were you were dead on with that percentage.
5: Yep. Forty eight and a half percent is the over under. Place your bets right now. A game, the single game, you, you single bet you like the most of all of them is, was it last
2: night? Yes. Yeah.
5: After that, what's your single favorite as one? As
2: far as one single side, one that single was my side. favorite one. The only other single side I bet this week was Broncos, so I guess i got to say Broncos.
5: Browns is my favorite one, I think. Browns, absolutely. And then, and then there you go. We'll leave it at that. Your pro tip of the hour of all the great performances last night, and we're talking about Cooper Cup, talking about Josh Allen, of course. It could be that Vaughn Miller made more progress in the NFL Defensive Player of the Year market than either of those guys did in their respective awards markets, MVP or Offensive Player of the Year. That's our pro tip for the hour. Check out Vaughn Miller numbers. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Coming back on a numbers game at VEASAN, these sports betting...